Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Beaumont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, sir. Hope you're doing well this evening. Looking forward to chatting some penultimate episodes with you tonight. Yeah, well, apparently I'm at peak energy, according to you, which, yeah. which I was I was surprised by, considering how I feel like I just am drained. Um, I've, however, it's so it's so funny to me because I still feel like I've been more drained in the past mm. um, due to my job. Because I was doing an extrovert job <laughs> for years, and which requires a lot more energy for little old um, introvert me. So now that I'm in an introvert job, the long days are long, and I'm drained, but I'm not nearly that same level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did watch One Piece and Ahsoka this week and and have some thoughts that I can yeah. remember um, and things that I don't, then, you know, we don't have to talk about those things because I try to do a good job about blocking out what I don't like. No, yeah. I'm just joking. I'm only human. Humans are naturally more inclined to remember what they don't like than what they like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh God. If anyone has listened to, uh, more than like a 30 seconds to our, our podcast. They know you're never shy about giving your honest opinions, which is why we have been able to sustain this for so long because we, when we like something, we like something. When we don't, we don't. And we are not afraid to say it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, we are definitely shills, yeah. but not to the overtly extent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. we we, ne- we didn't cross any lines at all during the at least any for either of the strikes, which uh, I'm happy to, and we don't have to get to go too much into it. But uh, for for folks who um, know this, the WGA did finally end their strike. Um, they managed to get an agreement with the AMPTP, the studios, and um, unanimously. Approved a deal as far as the leadership, and it's out to the membership now to to vote. I guess between now and I think next Monday, let's see, following Monday, I want to say maybe the ninth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it. I was just uh, I posted on our socials if you want to look at the uh, new contract that goes through May one of twenty twenty six. Some of the details, but uh, they they definitely got uh, you know kudos to them for holding out and 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 for 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 the best deal possible and uh, looks like overall people are are very pleased with it. So yeah, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about this deal, um, and and this is just like I'm glad we're finally getting movement here. Mm-hmm. And now we got the Actors Guild to go, and and I'm sure that that by the looks of it, they're probably going to end up with a good deal as well. And then we can just wrap up 2023, every yeah. deal is in place, and then bring on the content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean that's that was um, I know that was almost sank the deal because um, that with the writers where I think. They still wanted to, you know, of course, show solidarity with the, with the SAG, 
guild because they were out there picketing together and stuff. And apparently <laughs> Bob Iker like got up and walked out of the room, but cooler heads prevailed. They were able to, you know, get back to work. They could start writing again. Got great protections for AI, uh, as far as just making sure that, you know, AI can't re- write or rewrite material. Um, you know, writer can choose when to use it, uh, when they're do, you know, given their services, uh, if a company has to disclose it. Um, and then, uh, so there, so big, 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 big wins there. And also on the residuals, which I know is another big point that, uh, the writer's guild was wanting to make sure that they had adequate compensation for residuals, especially in the, in the streaming era that we're in now. And so that was an, another big plus and also just transparency and, and streaming numbers too, which I think was another big sticking point. I mean, if Netflix can show, Oh, this is the number one show on their platform. Whenever we turn it on, then surely they can like share with the writers and actors what the numbers are because they, they, they know it. So that was a bunch mm. of BS that the, uh, studios were were trying to say oh no we didn't have those numbers but yeah really but yeah but I, you know i won't i won't take up too much time on on the um details of the of the agreement i think you know uh i, I will post it on our i did post it on our socials and i'll I'll post a link here on our uh in our show notes for for this podcast if if you're interested in seeing the, in, in in more details of the uh, agreement that uh, the Writers Guild was able to come up with, and this close out bit by saying, I know the Screen Actors Guild uh, has mentioned that they'll start their negotiation negotiations up again next week, and uh, you know, it, and trust only trust things that come directly from them because, of course, everybody and their brother will say, oh, I heard, you know, I heard her got this, and this is going this way or that way, but the Screen Actors Guild was very clear. The only trust things that come from their their various accounts and and not from other other sources. So, and hopefully they'll get it worked out soon and everybody can get back to work. And looks like at least the fall season for broadcast television has been saved. And um, yeah, movies and other shows can get back to production as well. Yeah, but not heels. No. <laughs> nope. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. 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 Uh, I just I had to. I had to. It came in my mind and I was like, you yeah. just will open the door. <laughs> open the door. Yeah. Um shout out to Stephen Amell who <laughs> such a yeah. polarizing figure. Um man, the good old essay. But yeah. anyways, well, um, <laughs> progress and and like it's it's interesting because whenever there are these known breaks you immediately get this sense of oh my god what are we going to talk about for x amount of shows and we were feeling that way but thankfully one piece came out and ahsoka so we've been having that and then and we know shows are coming so we have a plan we're going to get to all of the big ones that you would that listeners who know us would expect us to cover. Um, and and then we're going to do our end of the year wrap up and start off January talking about God knows what. Yeah. Um, but January, the last two years between Peacemaker and Last of Us, we've had some pretty good content roll out in January. I'm yeah. not expecting that for 2024. <laughs> hey, you never know. We might we might yeah. find our next one piece. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
our next One Piece, which um, we have two episodes to talk about, including its penultimate episode, The Girl with the Sawfish Tattoo. But before that, we had the episode six, which was The Chef and the Chore Boy. And Will, correct me if I'm wrong, but the other night, I believe you texted me when you watched this episode and said that you teared up a little. I did. I did. Not surprising. (laughs) Uh, As I get older, the more sentimental I get. (laughs) (laughs) At what part did you tear up? Was it just the beginning? The end. The end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The end. The end. Okay. Do you do you want to elaborate on what? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess we. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I think whenever Sanji and 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 Zeph Mm -hmm. like whenever he he finally leaves and he joins Luffy's crew and and this a whole break, you know, just how they really and set things up as far as their relationship and 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 really did a great job of just showing why things are the way they are at the Verity as far as no waste and, and, you know, following your dreams. And, you know, it was just so many things that, um, that this episode, I think this, this, this season, it, it has gotten, each episode gets better and better for me and I get more drawn in to the point where I'm like, shoot, I gotta like wait for God knows how long before we get season two because I've gotten so I didn't realize I didn't, I didn't anticipate getting so invested in the in the to, into the story and these characters, but I really have and 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 showing like Sanji and Zeph's how they met and and their backstory in this episode. Whenever we did get to that ending and 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 when Zeph encouraged Sanji to follow the dream that they both mutually had. It, it 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 resonated with me, and I and I did get choked up when I whenever um, whenever Zeph, when Sanji was saying goodbye. Yeah, no, that's the fair point, and I was listening to Christian Harlow's reaction to this episode right before we started recording tonight, and he he felt similarly similarly about how this episode really fleshed out that dynamic between Zeph and Sanji Sangi. Sangi, Sangi, whatever. Yeah. Saji. Saji, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt it four different ways on yeah. here. <laughs> so, so there's that. Um, but this, I was, I was also thinking about how this, this whole season has just done a good job of, of really having an overall through line mm. while setting up a world while giving backstories to the important characters and not like this is the first episode where I will be honest, I think they could have made some different choices with the editing of the flashbacks Mm. just because I was, I'm very used to, okay, we're going to spend a little time in the past and then bring to the present a little time Mm. in the past. But man, I felt like I was on that like island thing with them for thirty. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, let's <laughs> yeah. keep going now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, <laughs> that's, that, yeah. But, and that's, it makes that's for me that made the payoff because yeah, they, that 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 any choice. So I think it, in this episode it worked. 
Right, right. Which, which I guess it it did in the long run. It just took a moment for me to adjust to it. I should say. Yeah. Um, but I I like how the flashbacks. They it's not just that they they mirror what's going on in the in the present, and they don't even do that. Mm -hmm. Um, which is a classic DC TV thing that we got used to with a lot of the Arrowverse shows. But but it's more that we're going to show you the past of these characters so that you are more informed about their present behavior. Yeah. Which is is such a smart writing choice because mm-hmm. when because you you need to understand why these characters are like the choices and the rationale. Um, behind them and and while at the same time maintaining some mystery like you're just seeing a specific moment that informed who they are at the moment but you're not seeing everything necessarily there's a lot of gaps that are still to explore um, especially with good old grandpa Garpin and Lucy so I think I think that in terms of this episode and um, the next episode we're talking about, um, the, their penultimate episode, I liked how they we didn't just leave um, Zeth is still around. Mm-hmm. And and actually his interaction with Garp in the next episode, the penultimate episode, it's just you they earned it because yeah. you really did feel like you got two father figures talking about their sons who they wanted certain things for. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just, it was, it was really smart. Um, and I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, do you think I like the penultimate better than chef and the chore boy, but we'll get yeah. there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. Cause, uh, but, but to your point, uh, that's the other thing that the way they have structured their backstories and the color present day events, it's, you, you're right. I mean, whenever we do get various moments in the show, most of the time they are earned moments and, and it's not a, just a plot contrivance. Um, and so, and I think that's why, why, as I said, I did not anticipate that I would get so invested in the series mm-hmm. um, whenever we first started. But, I mean, every – with the exception of, like, maybe episode four where I think we were both – both of us were kind of, like, you know, not so um, down with the Black Cat Pirates. And uh, I can't even remember the their lead um, – Karami or whatever uh, character. Yeah, he's so forgettable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the only time I actually like maybe picked up my phone watching this, this while well, watching this series because he was a, such a forgettable guy. But otherwise, I, I'm like locked in. It, but, but, and I think you're right. I mean, whenever we're on, whenever Zeph and, and Sanji are like on that island after uh, getting shipwrecked there, um, and it does, they do spend a lot of time there. But it, you know, but it does color like why, you know, whenever you know, they, they, they only had at the time, they felt a limited amount of stores and as far as food and 
and all. And of course he sends him to the other side of the rock. And, and then whenever we do find out what truly does happen, you know, it makes sense now for like when we are introduced to these characters at the Verity in episode five, why there's this no, no waste as far as, you know, everything is used. And, 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 and also again, is those moments are like earned and it also explains why characters are the way they are. Uh, right. and, 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 and even like from, but the very beginning of the episode where, um, you know, Zeph is helping to stitch up Toro and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and at first this was like, huh, when I, when I first happened, I was like, why is this, you know, why is he agreeing to do this? <laughs> I mean, he has no like interest in helping these folks out, uh, especially given what we saw before with, um, if he, you know, he, if he found out like if Sanji had fed that one guy, you know, the mill, he would just gonna, he would lose it. And, and how he made, you know, made Luffy like you know, earn his keep as far, you know, pay back, pay off his debt and stuff. So, but then, you know, when things happen later, you're like, oh, I still understand why he, he was willing to, you know, f- use the old sailor, the old pirate sailor trip to like help Zoro out, uh, and, and, and to, keep, to, to keep him alive. So yeah, so, uh, you know, that those, this was a good solid episode in that it, it was a lot of world building and character exploration with these folks, uh, but also just some good adventure as well. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got, we got our long. Mm-hmm. And the first showdown between Arlong and Luffy and um, who who just this character of Arlong, um, we're going to he he has a big presence in yeah. the penultimate episode because he's like the big bad of this season. Mm-hmm. And he the actor playing him. um is having so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's it, in all this makeup, yes. but man, he is having fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you could really tell that between the first time we see him and in this most recent episode that he was like, Oh, you're giving me all these lines. So I'm going to eat it all up. I'm going to yeah. go all <laughs> no in on intended. this. <laughs> It matched the energy of some of the other actors in the main cast. Um, but, and, and I think like Arlong and then of course we, Buggy Head comes mm-hmm. back up again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let me in here. Let me in here. <laughs> oh my God. Buggy, like both of those actors yeah. are having, clearly having fun and clearly exuding this this confidence of of owning their their character actions mm-hmm. and um just just eating up the script where i think the black cat pirates it felt too much like a caricature it yeah. it wasn't fun it was stuff we have seen a million times the whole ploy of it and and it's night and day difference mm-hmm. Um, where, where Arlong is somewhat something we have seen before too, because he talks a lot about Fisher, Fish, Fishman rights and how he's, he wants to overthrow the humans and how he, he, and he's 
basically a gangster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how else to put it. Yeah. He's, he's paying <laughs> off the cops who are mouse. Yeah. The mice, the mice, and then he's he's um he's taking over villages and getting payments for quote unquote production and and doing all those stuff. So he's a gangster. Um, but it's just it's 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 fun and it's interesting and the actors portraying it are really owning it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Where, where I don't I don't mind the few things where I'm like, I've seen that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, he he really, you know, because you know, he is, because, you know, a lot of times with prosthetics, people, like, don't, it doesn't work. But, I mean, he, yeah. you're right. He, he, you know, he is using the prosthetics to his benefit. And and this is the, the presence and like you said the voice and everything you're right I mean that I can't say anything more that you already have that you haven't said about Arlong but one thing about Arlong and I you know especially you know we do get the reveal in this episode that we we find out that that Nami uh, is is working for him and um and, and she was you know and, and you know and I think back to was it the second episode where they were on their little ship where the first ship they had, or was it another? Mm-hmm. Was it later? Yeah, where she, you know, she she contacted him, and I, I don't. And I, when I was watching that, I was like, "Did Sarah call Arlong and, and Nami? Did you no. call that? Okay, for some reason no. I thought you did. No, I had. Um, I think that was at the very end of the first episode. Yeah, yeah. It's- where we hear her call someone. Right. And at that point, I don't even know Arlong was a thing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know, like, especially, like, after we saw Arlong get introduced in the second episode where, when they were in, in Buggy Circus. Buggy. Nope, nope. Okay, okay. I, I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Like, yeah. they did a very good job about not – not picking um that up. I mean, I don't I think they purposely we didn't see the tattoo until this mm-hmm. episode. No, we didn't. Um, yeah. Which which okay, I didn't see the tattoo. When the heck did Zoro see the tattoo? Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know because she clearly left while he was still unconscious, okay? Mm-hmm. So so when did Zoro see the tattoo? And yes, yes, people, there better be this love triangle brewing between Sanji, Zoro, and Nami, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the calling tenses. this. I'm calling yes. this stuff. And personally, I'm on Team Zoro, but Sanji is Sanji, so who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But it's not yeah. going to be Luffy. Luffy and Nami are like brother-sister. Yeah. Brother-sister, no. Yeah. So, but... <sighs> No, I didn't call it. I wish I had, um, but yeah. I wasn't I, there. They, like I said, they just did a very good job about that. Mm-hmm. And and I like it. I like how they are not. I don't feel like they're wasting my time. Yeah, they're not introducing anyone necessarily that doesn't allow Luffy and crew to to get something or to div- to grow in an area where they're lacking or to add another member of the crew like like 
even though the Black Cat Pirates were the least, like, our least favorite episodes, they still allowed us to get the ship. They still yeah. allowed us to get Yusup. Like, things were happening. And, and on top of that, we have a major B storyline here that I'm just, I am shocked by how much I really enjoy the Marines. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not mad when we go back and forth because the dynamics between not just Garp and Colby, but I'm going to give a shout out to Haircut because yeah. Haircut has grown and he he's still very similar to the when we first met him. But they've they've allowed him to also be viewed as he's not wrong. <laughs> He's not right. He he's he has a very interesting way to to communicate things and he does have this entitlement thing, but none of these characters are perfect. Yeah. And I really I I it in the penultimate episode when they were at Bartide, um I was just thinking about how much I really like Colby and Haircut. Yeah. conversations like it's older brother little brother type really thing going is. on here yeah and 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 i'm enjoying that um so so like i said i'm i i hate it when i feel as though they're they are wasting time with storylines that don't go anywhere that are kind of useless or like not adding more or dealing with characters i don't like but i like pretty much everyone I will be honest, my least favorite character is Yusup, but yeah, that's a whole yeah. other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hasn't really, I mean, he's there, but I just feel like, I don't know, and, and, and I know that's, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll talk about yeah. that in a bit, yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as other things for episode six, uh, before we move to, to, to seven, um, you know, you're thinking about the dynamic with, Cole, the Marines, you're right. And, and of course we, you know, we get Mihawk reporting back to Garp after he lets Luffy go. And, 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 and you know, and, and also thinking of that moving it forward to Kobe and, um, Garp's discussion about, you know, changing tactics and allowing, let Luffy be a pirate and, 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 you see that, you know, you you see like the, um, you know, after we 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 learned that reveal and we and we see the start of Garp trying to teach Luffy how to you know be a marine and stuff, and 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 it becoming you know very clear that. You know, the tactics that, that Garp continues to use, you know, he's just got to, it's just not working. So it was very interesting, you know, when Kobe like suggested that to him to just let him be a pirate and treat him like, you know, and then, but Garp took that as a way like, okay, well, if he's going to be a pirate, then we're going to treat him like a pirate and not, you know, stop pulling my punches. Um, which, you know, I, I'm wondering, you know, I don't know if Kobe was like, think, you know, again, like you said with haircut. You know, haircut would have like would not have been surprised to hear that. Whereas Kobe was like, "Oh, I didn't mean for it to be that way. I wanted to, you know, he's, you know, Kobe's a lot like Luffy and like he wants to aspire to be different from me. 
other, you know, Colby, the other no, Yeah, he's so Colby, naive. Yeah. Colby knows that Luffy is a good pirate. Mm-hmm. Um, but Garp does not view it in that way. And it's not because he views it as all pirates are bad. He doesn't want Luffy to be a pirate because he always wanted Luffy to be a Marine. And mm-hmm. he's not over that. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's a good conflict because I haven't seen one of these in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it's a relatable, um, conflict between a parental figure and a kid. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. It's, it's also at the same time, it mirrors Colby. It's a, it's having Luffy be a good pirate and having Colby be a good Marine allows both sides to be gray and for us to recognize that in this world there's not necessarily bad guys and good guys they're just you're my enemy and you're my friend um however this world wants to put people in those boxes and um which causes divisiveness and and um but at the end of the day like we do we do learn about with Mihawk about the Marines getting um, pirates to do their dirty work, and then yeah. we also see Arlong use the Marines to to um, not catch him and get paid off. So so it's they're they're building a world that is relatable, but at mm-hmm. the same time just very very fantasy. Um, so, so it's, it's really well done. Um, but yeah, so that takes us to the girl with the sawfish tattoo where we get our Nami flashback episode in Coco Village. Coco Village. Um, very heavy with the flashbacks, rightfully Mm -hmm. so. This has been the biggest, arguably the biggest mystery of the season is, what was Nami or who is Nami? Where did she come from? And we get shown how she becomes part of Arlong's crew. And again, she's another one who we're dealing with a, a person who she's always been a thief. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. I like yeah. that where we're introduced way before. Well, before Arlong gets there, she's already stealing things. Yeah. Um, which, which allows another mystery like why did she want that book what is with her in maps like she always says she hates pirates she's been on a crew she clearly understands them so so it's it's even like i said i think i said this before even though we're getting flashbacks there's still not enough to say like i know everything about this character um which is which is great yeah um but what what are some of your take takeaways from the girl with the sawfish tattoo? Yeah, yeah. This to my point earlier about wishing there were more episodes this season. This one, this was the one where I was just like, man, I need more. I know we got one mm-hmm. left, but I need more because, yeah, uh, they they really did open the door to like Nami's background and and like you said, she's always been a thief. 
but you know, but it was it, it was it, it it was in a furtherance of something, you know. Um, she, you know, she 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 was a navigator, and we see why she was a navigator. I mean, from a very early age, she was drawing maps, and it seems like she was the one who drew the map to the Grand Line. So, from you know, right. from, from the you know, from her stealing the, the books and stuff, and 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 also, um, so yeah, I mean, this episode, uh, it was it was definitely very heavy, um, and especially you know, heart, very heartbreaking. Uh, on the one hand, uh, especially once we, you know, we, we, we see, um, how Nami and her, and her, uh, her adoptive sister were, um, paired together and, and how, you know, how Arlong has this history with this village. And then of course, um, you know, the sadness of it is Nami was, Doing all these things, you know, she put that that cold, hard exterior because because of what happened to her her, her adopted mother, because and her sister. I mean, whenever people that were close to her, um, you know, the, 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 she lost them, um, and, and so I guess that was her, her defense mechanism with, with the straw hats was to just try not to get too close because you know because. She didn't want to have a repeat of what what she witnessed whenever she was a little girl happened to them. Um, oh, you know, if it was like with the pirates. Yeah, but she was also dealing with the secret. I mean, yeah. yeah. Between, I mean, we find out her she she doesn't go back to Coco Village mm-hmm. because she made a deal with Arlong, and Arlong destroyed Coco Village and has been like holding them hostage yeah. and to an extent. And bleeding them dry of their money and the everything. And they they despise her for that, especially her sister, who mm-hmm. her she was with her sister when her adoptive mother sacrificed herself so that the girls can su- survive. And yeah. but Nami decided to make a deal after that with Arlung and and say, You need my help and you have something I want, which is Coco Village. So we're going to make a deal. And the deal was for a hundred million Barry. And so over the eight years between then and now, she's been stealing and getting stuff for Arlong. And she, she finally collected that, but she, she was surprised when she told (laughs) Arlong, Hey, I have a hundred million Barry. Let me go get it. <laughs> okay. yeah. Nami, you're so smart. <laughs> you Sometimes. shouldn't. You should have. You you played a card too soon. Too yeah. soon. Why? Yeah. But but I it would have it would have worked. He would have reneged either way. Yeah. yeah he um, so so, but now we know. Like Nami, yes, she's a thief, but she's clearly Robin Hood. She's mm-hmm. trying to get. She's trying to buy back Coco Village and protect Coco Village. I thought it was a really good scene at the very end when she's running and ends up starting to stab the tattoo. And then Luffy is there and she asks for Luffy's help. Yeah. Um, I, I, the actress who plays Nami did a really good job in that moment. She did. Going from like, anger strength to almost hopelessness um and and that's 
That really is Luffy's superpower. He is just a beacon of hope mm-hmm. and sees the good in people. And and that's what he's been trying to communicate to everyone who's been second guessing him along the way, especially within the last two episodes here, yeah. is that Luffy has really good people instincts. Yeah. And he... And then he sees something in them and and can and motivate them to to find it for themselves and see it in themselves as well. And, hey, that's what got Zoro to be like, I'm ride or die for you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You almost killed Zoro in the last but, episode. But this waiter's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I love that dynamic between Sanji and and, and Zoro, the, the waiter. You know, he he's a, the waiter, the waiter. You know, he's he just re- remember your place, waiter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, to your point about Nami, I think you know one of the things I thought about while you're describing that scene where she was just so so helpful, helpless, and but you know, and and I think why again, um, and I dig it. You even got a lump of that. That moment too, because, uh, in my throat, because, you know, just thinking about the tragic, tragedy of a tragic circumstance for Nami, because, you know, she was doing all these things over, over eight years or whatever to, uh, you know, to, to, to buy protection for the village. Um, and, 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 and she couldn't tell anyone, even her sister. And so whenever we see that, when that moment when she, you know, when she went to dig up the berry and the uh, corrupt Marines come and, and, and take it from her, which is a very hard scene to watch. I mean, it's just, it, it, it was a very heavy, I mean, this is a very heavy episode in, in many ways. Um, but, you know, but she did convey that just like that, that breakdown of just like, all that I, all, all that I worked for, all that I did is gone. And, you know, and, and no one wrote, knows the truth. And, and so Luffy being there to, to reach out in the, in the straw hat pirates, you know, Sanji, you know, offering to make a meal to, to, you know, get her sister on, on her side, um, on their side as far as just getting information and learning more about, um, about their circumstance. You know, again, like it was a great framing as far as going to back and forth between the the flashbacks and and the present day to to color the the actions that we've gotten to know with, about these characters. But like, but as you also said, we, there's still a whole heck of a lot more to the story. And you know, and I haven't obviously I haven't read the the, the manga materials and and, and or watched the uh, anime version of this, but um, but paring down. 15,000 volumes or whatever it is, they really did a great job of like, of capturing the essence of these characters from what I gather. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I haven't, I haven't really heard any negativity about this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there are yeah. because adaptations always get some but, sort of flashback, but so far it's been very it's been, quiet. It's been quiet because compared to like, you know, another thing in this genre, Cal, that when it's on Netflix and live action, the Cowboy Bebop. I mean, people eviscerated that one. Whereas with One Piece, okay. yeah, so you know, it's the exact opposite. So yeah. Um, so so it's 
it's interesting. We're talking about two penultimate episodes tonight. Um, because, and I was thinking a lot about this while I was watching Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. It's, it's both of these episodes at the end, you're like, okay, I'm ready for the finale. Like all the yep. pieces are in, in, in the, where they need to be. I had so much more fun with this episode of One Piece penultimate mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it, because it felt like the setup for the finale was like in the background. Because we were so, we were getting answers about Nami. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. were getting character development with even Luffy. Yeah. Um, we, we had great Garp, um, conversation happen at a bar tie. We already, we talked about all the strengths of this episode and all of it had to do with this characters who we've been following and movement. Yeah. So, so. And and you told me like before we started like Ahsoka you wanted to talk about second just because like it did what it needed to do for a penultimate I think both of these did but like I can't stress it enough I had so much more fun watching One Piece because of the character growth where none of these characters said the words it's complicated four times in the same scene. <laughs> Oh True. my God, it's complicated. Are you kidding me? How can you make me let like a character less? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And with that, we're talking about Ahsoka right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, like I said, so since we're moving on, let's move to Ahsoka. So, I, I I did like it, and as I said in our in our pre-show, thought it was a solid episode, and and I and I'm really I'm really enjoying this series, and I will and I, it's another one where I don't want it to end because I I feel like it's really starting to hit a stride in many ways, but that yeah the the yeah but. Um, it, you know, it did, but it was, you know, a lot of people were like, uh, you know, I did see sort of some mixed reactions to just, you know, on the net and some of the YouTubers that I was able to watch this week, um, weren't as gung ho, uh, about this episode. But, you know, I, I think for me, it did what a, um, penultimate sh- should do, which, cause I mean, if we, if, if cause if they had like, had any more big reveals or resolve what Balin was trying to find or anything like that. We all would have been like, a lot of people would have been grumbling. The very people grumbling about this episode was blah, will be like, rip, you know, ripping in a new one for like, why did you say that for the finale? Da, 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 da. So I, I thought that this was a, this got all the pieces to the appropriate places on the chessboard in this episode. So that, you know, that we won't, you know, they didn't, they didn't, add, you know, bring in any new characters or, you know, do the thing where we were worried about of like, you know, one episode focus on bringing in Thrawn and then this, the penultimate bringing in Ezra and then we have this rushed finale. I feel like yeah, at this point. They did, they did the opposite. Yeah. 
They but, they're like this episode is about Sabine reuniting with Ezra. This mm-hmm. episode is about Ahsoka reuniting with Sabine and Ezra. Yeah. Which, yeah so they did the opposite. They did the same thing. They just did the opposite. Yeah, yeah, but but it makes sense though. I mean, it, you know, but it's not. We don't have to rush it all in the in the finale where it's like, you know, doesn't give moment. You know, now everybody's where they need to be. So when we move to the finale next week. We don't need to have a bunch of like hurried setup pieces to get people in the spots where like, you know, Sabine or, or Ahsoka like showing up on, um, on, on, on Peridia. Now it's like she's here. You know, everybody's here. Now let's just, yeah, like, no, what's no, going I on with, with yeah, yeah, let's find out what's going on with Thrawn and all the things in the hold of the Star Destroyer, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I didn't like this episode. I because I want to say 80 percent of it was just action. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and and the other 20 percent, 10 percent of that dialogue was just saying it's complicated, which bothered me because because, mm. yes, I agree. Like, I understand your points about how, like, we're not going to waste time getting people on Peridia or anything and no they didn't do any reveals i wasn't expecting any reveals i was at least expecting ezra to be like okay how are we getting home yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> ask a little more questions now you guys are riding off in the sunset how long is this conversation why why are you still like just accepting the whole it's complicated um because now i i don't as a casual viewer as a viewer who has mm-hmm. never met Sabine or Ezra before this show, they are not coming off real good for me. <laughs> they are not. <laughs> I know that I should love them, mm. but I have to say, I'm just going to call call it how I see it. And Ezra came off a bit stupid to me because I'm like, dude, why aren't you putting this pieces together? And while I'm thinking about this, so you're telling me you've been on this planet for how long and you didn't also realize that Thrawn was roaming around and Thrawn didn't know you were here? How long have you been here? I just I don't yeah. I don't understand. I, I love how the last line Thrawn is talking about time and I'm like, well, I'm glad you're keeping time because I am so confused about the way time works right now mm. <laughs> with everything. But yeah, it's just, I, I think that I would have liked to have longer conversations, especially with Sabine and Ezra Mm -hmm. and to, to have not continue to hold out on this moment of recognition that I sacrificed the universe to bring you home. And, and dude, I also may have like, like we're not, ju- we may not just end up bringing you home, but Thrawn might come with us. <laughs> so like, yeah. like I wanted more resolution there, but the mm. fact that that's dragging on t- into the finale, I'm like, oh my God, really? <laughs> Great. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's a fair point with, I mean, the Sabine Ezra stuff, I mean, from a, from a, from a rebels viewer standpoint, I like I liked aspects of the scene because it was classic 
in many ways their dynamic in from the show back in the mm-hmm. you know, from from Rebels. So so yeah, you know, so sometimes Ezra not you know being the sharpest tool in the shed and just sort of jumping head first and, and that, you know those kind of things. Yeah, I mean that that that's him, <laughs> you know. So yeah, so so. so and, and Sabine and her responses, um, and, and being guarded and, and not telling the full, full story. Um, well, like, she knows she's wrong. Well, she, she knows she, she's wrong, she, but it's all, yeah. 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 Well, she's also dealing with this because she realized at the end of the previous episode, when he talked about going home, mm-hmm. he, it dot, it just clicked on her in that moment. Oh shit. I didn't, I didn't think about that part. Like, how yeah. do we get home? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I so, guess they're going. Yeah, she's like, maybe I'll maybe I'll make 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 nice with Balin and, and Thrawn, and they'll they'll let us hit a ride back. <laughs> yeah, but to your point before about about like they're not gonna they they can't reveal what's going on with Balin, and I absolutely agree with that because Balin's Balin's the most interesting character, yeah. and just because he is something. I haven't seen before in this universe and everyone is curious about what's going on with him. They're doing a really good job. And the fact that he even let Shiv go and told her that great line of impatience for victory will guarantee defeat. Like, dude, you are so living out your King Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) Like, man, great. Great. And and Shiv, I I like how at the end when even even um, Thrawn's people deserted her and and Ahsoka let her like try to say I can help you and then Shiv went her own way. I'm like I I don't know. I'm I find it very interesting. So even though we're not going to get Balin now, I'm like oh okay maybe we see Shiv in the future. Um, make this great, like have this great um, change of character, and also who who she becomes at the yeah. by the end of the series. So, I I think they are doing a good job with with that. Um, and I I'm still like Thrawn. Thrawn is exactly how I expect him to be. So that's why I'm not gushing over him. Because again, just mm-hmm. like what I said last week, he has yet to do anything that really surprises me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying that to be like a negative. No, no, no. It's more like just meeting my expectations. Yeah. Just, just yeah. There. I think, and I think that's totally fair. I mean, I think, um, he, um, even though there was one line where I did kind of like, wait a minute. Now you're saying whenever he was talking about his, when he found out about Anakin being Ahsoka's master. Yeah. And, and he was like, so yeah, just like your master, you're unpredictable. But then he goes and contradicts it because he says, that because he, well, maybe not, he didn't contradict it himself. I think the writing contradicts it by him being able to predict someone's actions who's supposed to be unpredictable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, like I, I honestly don't remember that, but the yeah. way you're explaining it to me, like that sounds a bit contradictory. I was too much like, you know, you know, 
yeah. you know, you know but, the but, secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but Thrawn, he, I mean, I, I, again, having he's he's being totally consistent with the character that we saw in Rebels, not wasting resources, doing what's you know he's letting sort of things play out um, as far as. Uh, you know, like, as we saw in this episode, as far as like, you know, breaking off pursuits because they're, you know, he's, he's always thinking two steps ahead of like every, every, everybody else. So, but so it I goes will, to it. He's exuding what Balin told Shiv. Yeah. And that's the, that's the beautiful thing about Balin's line. Yeah. And, th- and that's a, that's another thing about, about, um, Thrawn is I love how much he does not like Balin. <laughs> he's like, we're one mercenary yeah. down, yeah. and that must be Balin. Hmm. What happened to him? He's all giving Elsby like, the eye. And I'm, yep. like, I'm like, dude, yeah. you and your competition. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. Which is funny, yeah. too, given that he, he was familiar with Balin, but – I think he he I guess maybe he is familiar with the general Balin from back in the Clone War days versus this current Balin who is like, you know, fuck the order. I'm just going to do my own thing. Fuck the Sith. I'm doing my own thing. Uh, and so, he, you know, that's something that he can't anticipate. Well, I think now having not known Thrawn that long, but what I understand, especially his dynamic with Darth Vader, mm-hmm. um. He doesn't trust, he doesn't trust Jedi. And in his mind, you were a Jedi, even though you claim not to be anymore, you're still a Jedi. Like he, he doesn't think people can change. Mm -hmm. Um, so he doesn't trust it. And and so I think Balin by proxy for Anakin, he's able, you're able to see that more, that distrust for fallen Jedi. Um, that, um, yeah, 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 you totally see that. You totally see that. Yeah. That's a good, yeah. that's a very, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. Especially, um, yeah, because I know that, yeah, there's the whole legend story with where Thrawn and, and Vader do interact and, uh, this, they're, they're doing a nice job, like you said, using Balin as the proxy there for, for Anakin. Yeah. But he and even though he's patient and and getting things in order, he still is like, I want the fuck off this planet. Yep. <laughs> he's like, I am yeah, ready like, to go. He's like, let's go. I go. I got the whole the cargo hold is about full. Let's just let's yeah. just we can let's just. I um now as we wrap up, I just I think another thing that bothers me about this episode is. Um, they've been very good about titling the episodes. Mm-hmm. And so when I see dreams and madness appear mm-hmm. and then I watch this episode, still very questioning why the heck they chose that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I watched. Don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's a good point. I was thinking that too, especially when I, I watched it, watched it again last night and saw the title and I'm like, yeah, just, I'm trying, I'm trying to see where, who's dreams, who's madness. Yeah. Or maybe (laughs) like the way, like they, they tell us now 
after the opening credit scene, like, this is what the episode is called. Because it's supposed to, like, give you an, an idea of, like, okay, this is what the episode's going to be about. And yet, with all the fighting and action stuff, I'm like, where's maybe. the dream? Where's the madness? Maybe it's where's the, maybe. dream madness? <laughs> maybe it's a little bit of foreshadowing because, I mean, the as much as it about what's going on here. Cause I mean, there's the dreams like, you know, we haven't talked about Hera and, and her court martial at the beginning of the episode. Uh, but, um, you know, there is the, you know, the, the, the dreams of the new Republic, um, being, you know, we're a peaceful society now and we, we, we can I stand know. down the arms and stuff. And, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and I will say, you know, I, I was glad that 3PO did show up and give some, again, tie all, all of this back to, you know, to sort of ground us in the, 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 the pre-existing universe stories. Um, as far as, you know, having Leia, being Leia's proxy and, um, and then also even, you know, Carson Tiva, Sharing that the whole, you know, the, the incident on Mandalore, which, you know, again, helps us establish where we are as far as time period now that we're, you know, after season three of Mandalorian. So those were, those were, I, I did like those moments and even, you know, even Chopper ready to throw hands whenever, you know, the, the mirror droid line was thrown out, <laughs> thrown out there. So that yeah. was, yeah. So those were, those were some of the highlight other, like, I, I liked the start of the episode and, and, and also Mon Motha being like, you know, okay, what is, you know, what's the real story here? Is this, is a threat really as bad as you, you are making it out to be? And so, uh, so I, I did like, that was a good, like, tying back the, you know, it's a little small piece of the episode, but it was good sort of tying everything back to, to this, to this, to the Star Wars home galaxy, um, as far as the, the, the looming threat, um, which, you know, could get to a little into, so I don't know if it fits into what you were saying as far as the, the title, but. No, they should have named yeah. it. It's complicated. Yeah. Which is how I feel about this entire season, um, which shouldn't be surprising to anybody where I do honestly want to like this show. And I did. For about two episodes. And then I have some issues, especially with Sabine, um, where I just I feel like there's a lot of planting of seeds and not enough like actual growth, actually moving the characters to unexpected places and also just to like have insight um, or self self-realization yeah. um it's it's yeah 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 well I, it's funny you say that because one of the things when i was watching it i even mentioned to my wife i was like you know that all this uh, there's a lot of setup here for season mm-hmm. two they're either a season two or they're going to carry some of these story threads into mandalorian season four or eventually into the filoni movie um, and I think, and I can understand why is, you know, for, why for someone who hasn't, who didn't watch Rebels or, or Clone Wars, how that can be frustrating. Uh, because I think for me, I, I'm, 
I'm enjoying it because, you know, I have that, I guess, emotional, that connection of it being like a continuation of a story that I've been, you know, that I've, I've known these characters from before. Whereas yeah. I think, you know, for, for, for casual viewers like you who've only, you know, who didn't watch the animated stuff, hmm. I can see where it, be, it, it would be frustrating to hear it's complicated without, without under, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. you just heard me talk during One Piece. I don't like feeling as though things are wasting time. Yeah. Yeah. I like movement. And I, it's not, I'm not saying we're not having movement. Clearly we are. Everyone's on yeah. Peridia. But at the same time, it's at such a slow pace. And they're not spending nearly enough time on the not turtle people because like that should be at least an entire episode of just chilling with those guys. Those guys seem awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just adore them. Yeah. I, I am. I will give them this. I have adored a lot of the creatures that they've introduced, especially within the last two episodes. Yeah. Uh, you're great. I, 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 yeah. And I really, there's something about Peridia that I just, from a cinematography perspective, mm. really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, visually, there's a mix of Lord of the Rings. There's a mix of Dune. Yeah. There's, there's just this epicness yeah. about that. Completely um, agree. That, that uh, it's just, it, it's perfect, a perfect setting for especially the Balon storyline. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm still, I don't, I'm not hate watching this. No. I just oh I, oh, really, I know when you hate watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I really just I get frustrated by things when I'm like I want to like this more than it's actually mm-hmm. like than I actually do. Yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I want to I want to like it. Yeah. Like really like it. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I hear you. We we both we have over over the time, we've both we've both been in in, in those shoes on with with respective shows that we've watched <laughs> together, and uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, and you're right. Uh, it, it, it I, I completely get where you're coming from, you know, for the reasons that that I stated before. With the not turtle people, like with the not turtle people, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. get Grogu in there, it'd be a whole picnic. <laughs> Do a musical episode, not turtle people with Grogu. Please yeah. make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that is it for me tonight. So on yeah. that note, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, uh, you can find me on X or Twitter at Will and Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me at SJ Belmont, SJBLMONT. Please follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and threads at Scene underscore N underscore Nerd. And visit our website, www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.